Hi, I'm Sneha Vakaria, host of this episode's Cost to Company. If you're listening to this, you will only be able to hear part of the episode. To hear the full version, click on any of the full episode links below. We also have those links in the show notes. Don't worry, it's still completely free and widely available, just not here. Now back to the show. On February 11th of this year, Subhash Chaudhary, CTO and founder of Dukan, a hot new e-commerce startup in Bangalore, posted the salaries of nine new hires. That tweet went viral. This is Subhash reading his tweet for us. Lead business analyst, current salary 23 lakhs, offered in hand by Juice, 48 lakhs, offered to be made 52 lakhs. Senior business analyst, current salary 16 lakhs. The tweet literally came with a screen grab of a spreadsheet, the kind that's been put together in a few seconds and shared internally. Name of role, current compensation, offer in hand, offer made. There were a total of nine new hires. Of the nine hires, the first offer in hand, the pre-Dukan offer, on an average was a 70% jump on current salary. And the Dukan offer, the offer that was finally accepted on an average, was a 16% jump on that. So if your previous salary was 100 rupees, your offer at Dukan, on an average, was 196 rupees, nearly double. The very next day, the CTO of Chingari, a unicorn startup based out of Bangalore, also posted salaries of six new hires, not by name, but by role. This tweet also went viral. This is Tariq Wali, CTO of Chingari, reading his tweet for us. Senior software engineer backend current comp is 25 lakhs and offered comp is 43 lakhs. Engineering manager backend current comp 75 lakhs and offered comp is 1.35 CR. Communications lead. Here the jumps were less spectacular, but still pretty high. If your current salary was 100, at Chingari, you were looking at an offer of 165 rupees. You can see why tweets like this would go viral. First, everybody loves hearing salary numbers, especially when they're big. This is something that IITIM placement media cells have milked for years. Big numbers make for delicious, aspirational stories. And that tweet confirmed what everyone in the startup world had sensed, but no one could pin down precisely. Everyone knew that the tech talent market was hot, crazy increments were in the air. But here you had cold, hard, indisputable numbers from founder Twitter handles themselves. And not 15 or 20 or 30% hikes, but 65% hikes, 100% hikes, jumps that were unprecedented. And then there's a third, less obvious reason. You see, it's not unusual for a corporation to release a salary of an employee when asked for it. The SEBI requires that the salaries of top 10 professionals of a publicly listed company are made public. Salaries of government officials are public. Many, but not all, job listings carry a salary range of some kind. Out in the West, states like California, Colorado, Rhode Island, Washington and the United States, are passing laws to make salary ranges known to public. The European Parliament is looking to pass a law along these lines as well because they believe that this will make salaries more equitable. In the US, some businesses like Buffer are putting out their numbers as a practice in pay transparency. Microsoft in June announced that they were going to make salary bans public for the same reason. 
Here in India, we tell our salaries when we need to. In a matrimonial ad or on a scholarship application. Sometimes we give salary slips and offer letters when a new employer asks. But in all of these instances, salaries are disclosed when asked for or published systematically as a policy for ethical and legal reasons. But it is rare for us to release our salaries in ordinary circumstance. For most of us, the salary is a private confidential contract between employer and employee. Our salaries are the one part of our jobs that are shrouded in secrecy. And we know without anyone specifically ever telling us that they're not to be ordinarily shared with our colleagues for reasons of politeness, but also for business reasons. We like our salaries private. But here you have two businesses, unsolicited, of their own volition, breaking that unspoken cardinal rule. This is Cost to Company, Ken's weekly podcast about work. We tell you what's happening in your workplace before you hear it on Slack. I'm your host Sneha and in this, our pilot episode of CTC, we will explore why these tweets were posted and what happens when you break this cardinal rule of business. We will see what this experiment, the publishing of a salary, does to a business. Does it, in fact, make salaries more fair and equitable? And is the relationship between employee and employer bound by goodwill and a confidential fiduciary contract changed for good? Why Subhash and Tariq put out those tweets in the first place, we use the oldest journalist trick in the book. We ask someone else. Right. So essentially, maybe if you uh, have to answer that, you'll have to understand your global and Indian macroeconomic uh, situation here, especially with respect to the startups. This is Bimal Vishwam. Bimal is a compensation professional working in HR at India's largest edtech company, Baiju's. He's here talking in strictly personal capacity. And I found over the course of our conversation that he's a macro thinker and someone who thinks in structures rather than people. Uh, I think in the last, uh, I would say, 18 to uh, 24 months, you one, you have a lot of, uh, you know, private equity, you know, venture capital funds chasing Indian startups. That's one. A uh, lot of uh, companies becoming uh, unicorns, decadcons, etc. FYI, Indian startups got a total of $36 billion of funding in 2021, which is more than a 333% rise from VC money invested in 2020. So essentially, if you look at the entire ecosystem there, uh, especially with early stage startups, the game is all about valuation. And I'm, I'm saying here without making any judgments. Uh, so and especially in a tech, in a tech productized kind of a company, if the game is valuation, you need to have talent who can just come in and, you know, build your products from scratch without uh, any supervision, I would say, without much direction uh, and without much handholding. So here you had VCs pumping money to startups and in exchange, they want their investees to grow in valuation. And how do startups grow in valuation? 
An oversimplified answer is by building more and more products. And how do startups build products? With engineers. So with incoming VC investment, the demand for engineers skyrocketed. But there's been no commensurate rise in the number of available engineers. Rather, and I'm choosing my words very carefully, there's no increase in supply of demonstrably able engineers. In other words, demand for able engineers went up, but supply didn't. And so startups found themselves competing with each other for a limited pool of able tech talent. And how do you compete to attract talent? Let's hear from Bimal from Baiju's. So I did go through both the tweets. And uh, the way I look at these tweets, are essentially they are signaling to your labor market. And when I say signaling to your labor market, you're kind of signaling to your potential candidates that, hey, we would kind of give you very aggressive, very astronomical hikes. And we are also ready to outbid the competition. So they think that's the best move because I need to attract talent come what may. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to pay the price and, and, and absolutely okay because that's my business strategy. So I'm not being judgmental about that. So that's what they're doing. They're kind of signaling to the labor market. So aggressive salaries is one way of fighting for engineering talent. But advertising those salaries, literally putting them out on Twitter, like folks, check out what we can pay. That's innovation. Maybe I think a few years I don't know, a few years or months back, there were founders who were offering very fancy cars, fancy vacations, etc. to attract talent. So that's another signal. I presume Bimal's talking about Bharat Pay giving BMW bikes to coders, which counts as innovation as well. And then there are hiring problems that are specific to startups. Back on the mic, we have Tariq Wali, CTO of Chingari. Chingari launched in 2018. Within 72 hours of launch, they hit half a million downloads. And four years later, now they're a unicorn. Uh, we believe so. now startups have startup problems in terms of attracting the right talent, right? Unlike a lot of other big tech giants, you know, who establish, uh, you know, engineering maturity process, branding over a period of time. Therefore, it's a no-brainer for them to get the right talent, good pedigree, uh, you know, startup experience, people who are, you know, willing to sort of, you know, go through that startup hustle. A startup is not an incumbent. A startup does not benefit from status quo. It is a disruptor. A startup is tasked with stealing the best tech talent from businesses with stronger identities, recruiting people who would have otherwise chosen to work for an Amazon or a Google or even an older startup like Razorpay. And uh, at, as a startup, we have very few leverages at place. And one of which is really, hey, you know what? You get paid for what you are really worth. Uh, not just in terms of the comp, but in terms of the promotions, in terms of the, you know, uh, the functional aspects of the role as well. You know, what that means is if you have been a software engineer in an organization for four years, five years, and the chances are that, you know, you're due for a promotion and you haven't earned it and you're going to be a senior software engineer at Chingari and uh, likely to make more money than, you know, you would get through your appraisal or otherwise. The tweets were Tariq and Subhash saying, we know that there are lots of cool businesses to work for, but ours is cool and can pay you more. And to drive that point home, they took to the most accessible tool available to them, Twitter. This isn't just hiring. This is guerrilla hiring. The market that we are seeing right now is not the market that we had six months back or even one year back. I've hired people, good front-end engineers for 10 lakhs as well. That was the market one and a half years back. Recently, I've hired an intern, intern, at 18 lakh salary and 10 lakh rupees are joining bonus. The founder paying an intern a 10 lakh rupee joining bonus is Subhash Chaudhary of Dukan. 
Dukan is an e-commerce startup that builds storefronts and logistics systems for Kirana stores and D2C brands. The last known public valuation is $71 million in 2021. It's grown both in products and scope since. Why is he worth that much to you? And and I'm not talking just about talent. Why is this role worth that much to you? Because the thing that we do, right, the core technology that we built, right, he is a core contributor in that technology. He understands that technology more than anyone else. He is one of the core guys in that technology itself. He he is the kind. He works with the team who builds that technology, which we use. If I can get him, he knows a lot more about those things than we do internally. If I can just get someone on, let's say, consultancy basis, to do that, it will cost me more. Subhash says that if he were to hire consultants to help with the same skill, it would cost over two hundred thousand dollars for a part-time consultant. But here he gets the same skills in a full-time intern. So is that intern not worth a ten lakh rupee joining bonus? So if I can get someone who like similar to those guys, why not? I can pay him. That's okay. I, but this is the some. I mean, similar. It would have costed me anyway. Plus the kind of cost that you can have when you build the wrong thing, that you can't put a really dollar value, right? To sum it up, here it is. At the time of the tweet posting, startups and companies were facing the problem of plenty on one side versus the problem of scarcity on the other. Plentyhood of capital, cheap and voluminous amounts of cash, but tech talent, independent, self-motivated, capable, ready tech talent—that was in shortfall. That was the limiting factor. So startups were working almost like platforms. On one side, they were luring engineers and product folks with abundance of cash, BMWs, joining bonuses, loud auctions, and announcements on Twitter. And on the other side, they were selling products for valuations. And if you notice, the people making these tweets aren't CEOs; they're CTOs. They're people tasked with hiring tech talent, the number one priority for a tech business. This brings us to the question. Does the signaling, does the cold cash on Twitter, do people respond to it? Does it really work? Uh, my DMs had, I still have six over six hundred hundred messages from pretty much everyone. Uh, all the companies, people who talked about. Uh, You've reached the end of the first part of the podcast. To listen to the full episode, click on any of the full episode links on the page, or head to the show notes and find those links. The episode is still completely free and widely available, just not here. Thank you for tuning in.